Hi everybody, welcome to Stepping Out for God. I want to talk this time about between um, being a carnal Christian and being a spirit-filled godly Christian. And the verse that came to my mind is... 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. See, you can't have a fleshly carnal mind and being able to pull down those strongholds. In verse uh, 5, right after that, it says, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So you got to be in the spirit to be able to uh, do these things. And, you know, so as you tap into God, uh, just pray and ask him to help you to get into the spirit. Obviously, you know, you need to repent of any sins that there are. Ask for uh, the Lord's forgiveness. Um... And, um, you know, that's without saying, obviously, having uh, a repentance kind of a life, obviously. Um, a carnal Christian is fleshly minded and is usually a people pleaser. Um, you're not really worried about trying to please God because, once again, it's coming from a carnal mind. A uh, carnal Christian follows man's rules. And let's go to the to the word for that. Wanna hold on this one too? I'll give you a uh, you can get, get rid of it. Here we go. Colossians 2, verses 21 to 23. Touch not, taste not, handle not, which are all to perish with the using after the commandments and doctrines of man, 
which things have indeed a show of wisdom in will worship and humility and neglecting of the body not in any honor to the satisfying of the flesh now once again not talking about things like because here in the world obviously there's things like um if you drive a car obviously you know make sure that you follow the speed limit um the 10 commandments when it says uh, thou shalt not steal that's 10 commandments but even though that's something from the bible and the old testament obviously uh, in today's world if you steal you get caught and you can go to jail so uh still you should follow those things but um some of the examples here um a spirit-filled christian likes to do god's will for their lives um a lot of times i think a carnal minded fleshly christian is kind of going through the motions cuz if you're not doing it coming out of the spirit and you're kind of carnally minded and you're in your flesh i almost like to think that that puts a bad taste in god's mouth just like if you are someone who is um lukewarm you know god says if you're lukewarm i'll spit you out of my mouth um and you know maybe some of these carnal christians as they call themselves may not have been shown how to be a spirit-filled uh christian but once again go to god pray uh ask god after you have repented to help get you into the spirit um one good way to do that is praising god get into some praise and worship stuff that really can get you into that presence and try to just get in there and soak and seek the lord and praise god coming from a pure heart so if there's anything in your heart that shouldn't be there ask god to take it just tell god say god take anything out of my heart that isn't right that shouldn't be there once again maybe it goes back to things that should be repented of um but a spirit-filled christian likes to do god's will for their lives and i got some verses here for that Hebrews 13 
verses 20 and 21. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Um, God will do that work, but you also have to do your part and be submitted over to God for that to happen. And another one here. Let's see, going to Ephesians 5. Fifteen to nineteen. I see then that you walk, or uh, excuse me, let me start over. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Oh, right there. A lot of people want to say, well, what is the Lord's will or what is the will, Lord's will for my life? Well, that's where it comes in to, to seeking God, uh, you know, to meditating on uh, God's word, um, asking him, ask questions, you know, come before the Lord. But once again, Repent of anything, and then come to the Lord. Uh, verse 18. And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Of course, we know not to be drunk with wine, or, you know, whether hard alcohol or whatever, not to be drunk with those things. To be a drunkard, that's uh, that's a sin. But get filled with the Holy Spirit. A lot of times, carnal-minded Christians that are in their flesh, they're filled up with things of the world, their mind and their heart. And they don't know what it's like to be filled up with the Spirit. Or maybe have never had that experience before. And maybe they just have never had yet a baptism of the Holy Spirit yet either. So, and verse 19. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord.
So we know that, you know, even though we're not uh, perfect, you can really tell a spirit-filled uh, Christian, someone who has really had that change in their life, because they are seeking the Lord, they're doing their best to try to do God's will uh, for their lives. And, you know, I remember what it was like when I first started out. And when I got saved and came to the Lord, there were certain things that I didn't quite understand until I had that experience. Especially the one of being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Once I had that happen... I had just a little bit of an understanding of what it's like to be filled up uh, with the Lord. But over the years, uh, I've understood some of these things uh, a little bit more. And once again, that verse, 2 Corinthians 10, 4, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty for the pulling down of strongholds if you want to be able to pull down strongholds then start to learn to get in this into the spirit being in the power of the holy spirit And once you get into the power of the Holy Spirit, knowing the power and authority that you have inside yourself, then you'll be able to war. But there's that, that that's like kind of a whole other thing and a teaching, so to speak, too, about. Uh, Warfare and doing types of warfare and then you know you get off branch off into things like doing uh, you know casting out uh, casting out demons and uh, things like that but not everyone is uh, called to doing that type of thing doing deliverance ministry but I also believe that as Christians, we should learn enough to be able to do the basics of deliverance ministry. Anyways, those are some of the differences between uh, carnal-minded fleshly Christian as compared to a godly spirit-filled Christian because the godly spirit-filled Christian has their mind they're thinking about things of the Lord they'll uh, be meditating on things that maybe they read in the word that day and uh, things like that um, 
carnal-minded Christian sometimes doesn't uh, read the word. Or if they do, once again, they'll go and read it, but they may not retain as much as what they read. Uh, They may not pray and ask for the Holy Spirit's help when they're reading uh, the word. And a lot of times... They're worried too much about the affairs of this world. Doesn't mean that a spirit-filled Christian doesn't sometimes worry about things. Um, Once in a while, I might still catch myself worrying about something. But then again, I know uh, to give it up to God right away. And say, Lord, take away my worry uh, from me. So. So there are, there are uh, differences. You know, as I used to say to some of my friends, there's different levels of Christianity. Uh, That could be one level right there. A carnal-minded Christian. And also being a spirit-filled Christian, I believe the only way to be for the Lord truly is to be on fire for God. Because if you're cold, then to me, cold is like you're not really doing anything. You know, where it says, I would have you be hot or cold. If you're lukewarm, I will spit you out of my mouth. Well, I've meditated on that one throughout the years. I can see the whole lukewarmness thing. You're kind in God, sometimes you're not. Once again, it just puts probably that bitter taste in God's mouth. And yet there's hardly anything probably to spit out if you're cold for the Lord. He would like you to be hot and on fire for him. So that way you can be the most effective for God and for him to use you. Especially, once again, being in these last days. You know, we can't be messing around. We can't be, uh, so to speak, you know, sitting here, you know, playing games. I mean, you know, it's time to get serious. And we should always be uh, serious. Uh, And I guess as I'm mentioning this too, if you've ever, ever heard of the Smorgasbord Christian too. That's the type of Christian where they read God's word and they take just what they want out of the Bible. Whether good parts or whatever, a lot of times they leave some of the bad stuff or hard parts of the Bible that they just don't like reading. They leave that stuff out and so it's a smorgasbord for them. They don't consider the whole word, word of God And that's what we should 
consider. We shouldn't leave any of it out. But the smorgasbord Christian does. So that's uh, another another level, I guess, if you want to say another, you know, version, level, whatever, of uh, Christianity. And it's kind of close to what God wants, but, you know, I believe that the smorgasbord Christian, that to me that leaves a bad taste in God's mouth. The lukewarm Christian leaves a bad taste in God's mouth. Uh, the carnal-minded Christian is leaving a bad taste in God's mouth. Doesn't mean that God doesn't love everybody. Because he does. Because he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for the sins of the whole world. But you just need to know how to get totally lined up with God now. Does that mean that a spirit-filled, godly Christian is perfect? No, none of us are. We all still stumble and fall short of God's glory. Once again, do I believe, though, that it's possible that a person can be not only saved and become perfect, I believe it is possible, but I don't know if it ever will happen. So, um, try to get in to being a spirit-filled godly Christian. And if you're still trying to wrap your mind around that, wondering, well, what is a spirit-filled godly Christian? Just repent, give it to God, and ask God to help you. To say, Lord, this is, I think, a new concept for me. Lord, I repent of all my sins. Lord, speak to me. Show me things in your word. Show me what it means to be a spirit-filled, godly Christian. I don't know. And I'm still learning myself. May we never get to the point where we stop learning. We always need to be humble before the Lord and having a teachable heart, a softened-up heart, and a teachable heart. Because, like I said before with evangelism, I'm still learning this many years later. And this many years later, I'm still learning what it means to be in the Spirit. Like when I touched upon getting in the Lord's presence and praising and worshiping Him. Well, that right there, it says, Those who worship me must worship me in spirit and in truth. I'm still learning 
what it means when I come before the Lord. And I'm praising and worshiping Him because I'm trying to do it by the Spirit. You know, you can't do it being carnally minded and being in your flesh. If you're going to be in your flesh and then going through the motions and trying to praise and worship God, well then as the praise and worship is going on and you're singing out, your praise and worship will probably go about as far as the ceiling and back down. For it to touch the God, you need to be in the spirit and it needs to come from a pure heart. Now in the natural, as long as it's coming from a pure heart and you're in the spirit, then it's beautiful to God. So in the natural, it doesn't matter what your voice sounds like. Because a lot of times, a lot of us say, well, I don't have the greatest sounding, you know, voice. And it doesn't matter. I don't think of myself as having the greatest sounding voice. But I definitely... Every time I do try to make sure it's from a pure heart and that I'm in the spirit. And I know with that, God thinks I have a beautiful sounding voice. And we were meant to praise and worship the Lord because he's the only one worthy of praise, only one worthy of glory, only one worthy of honor. And that's what we should inspire to. As you learn to be a spirit-filled Christian and doing God's will for your life, it's not for yourself, but doing it unto God in a way that it's going to honor and glorify God. So for those who have been listening and maybe you just haven't crossed over yet, you don't know how to do it. You maybe haven't had a baptism of the Holy Spirit yet or any of those things. I would like to pray right now. Lord, I thank you for this day. In this time, for those who may be carnally minded Christians, and maybe they just haven't crossed over into doing things in the Spirit and being a Spirit filled Christian, Lord, I pray that you would help them to cross over. I pray that if they haven't had a bop- baptism in the Holy Spirit, they would have that baptism today Lord and Lord I just pray that this message would be used to not only touch people's lives but encourage people in the body of Christ and if somebody just so happens to also be listening and they're not saved at all But maybe they were listening. Maybe God is trying to draw them. Maybe you're trying to draw them in, Lord. And maybe someone else was ministering 
to this person or friend of theirs or whatever it would be, Lord, and they just so happen to have caught this message, I also pray eventually that they would call out the name of Jesus, that they would come also and get saved and and to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior so they can also come to know you and have that personal relationship between you and your son. In Jesus' name, I pray these things. Amen.